The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice. This is of Search Podcast. Today we're going to talk about some content marketing tips. Joining us is Skylar Reeves, who is the founder and CEO of Ardent Growth, which helps companies know exactly how to decide, plan, and prioritize content to get the best results from SEO in less time using unique combinations of customer research and their proprietary topic clustering algorithm. And today, Skylar and I are going to discuss why marketing teams fail at content marketing. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's my conversation with Skylar Reeves, the founder and CEO of Ardent Growth. Skylar, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for having me on, Ben. Excited to have you on the show and excited to talk about one of my favorite topics, something actually we feel like we don't cover enough on the Voices of Search podcast. We generally focus on the sort of core principles of SEO and a lot of the technical stuff. And a big component of that is actually understanding the content marketing strategy. Some organizations... This is a different team, and some of them, it's the SEOs that are managing content production. I don't mean to be negative, but let's start off with why marketing teams fail at content. Is it an organizational structure problem, a strategy problem, operations, talent? Where do people go wrong? I think it's all of the above, frankly. I mean, at the organizational level, I think the biggest problem is prioritizing the wrong goals, the wrong things that you want to optimize for, they're optimizing for tons of MQLs that are never going to convert. That's one large problem. At the like execution level, I think the biggest problem is that enough marketers aren't talking to their customers. They go talk to salespeople or, or customer service to find out information about customers to really kind of figure out what their pain points and problems are. They rely too much on data and don't put enough emphasis on qualitative data as well. And, and maybe forget that qualitative data is still data. 
So not spending enough time talking to customers, really understanding their pain points. And then beyond that, it come from a talent perspective, it's expecting good content to be written for the people who make buying decisions by freelancers who don't know anything about your product or how your product is different or how it's positioned in the market against the competition and why they would want to use it. So it's poor quality content, lack of key customer insights that you can buy with data, and then a prioritization of the wrong types of goals that are actually going to allow marketing to not only hit their demands or their goals, but also to enable sales to actually have the right kind of leads that, that they can actually close. Okay. So there's really three components here. There's alignment, right? Figuring out what your goals are and making sure that your content is targeting the right things. You shouldn't be focusing on just driving MQLs. You should be building your KPIs farther down the funnel. And then there's your strategy, right? When you're planning what content you're going to write, do you understand what the customer's pain points are? Are you thinking about what their language is? Are you actually solving for demand that exists? Are you creating your content and focusing the content canon in the right place? And then the last one is a, a people problem. Often big companies specifically are outsourcing a lot of their content production to get scale, but the people that are outside of the organization don't necessarily know the details and the nuances of positioning and the competitive landscape. They're just there to put words on pages. So one thing that you didn't mention is making sure that the content has visibility, right? And that I think is where SEOs really come into play here. Why is that not part of the list? You get good content, you understand your customers, you've got the right KPIs, but people can't find it. Is that just not a problem that exists for most brands? I think that when that's a problem, to me, what makes a problem a problem is when you don't realize that it's a problem. When you don't have visibility, it's pretty apparent, right? So if we take a baseline of if you can get visibility, that's great. But then if you're driving all the other wrong metrics and behaviors off the back of that, that's where I think it becomes more more vicious over the long run, more chronic in terms of being a problem because you don't realize that it's a problem. But yeah, I think visibility, we're usually pretty aware, right? So... So let's walk through that visibility problem with the guys of there's three topics we need to cover, the three that you mentioned before, which are alignment strategy and execution. So when you're thinking about alignment, how do you know if you have an alignment problem? How do you know if you're basically focusing on optimizing for the wrong goals with your content? Yeah, it'd be whenever you're hitting all of your metrics from the marketing level, from uh, from that side, you're hitting all your MQLs, you're driving the numbers in, but pipeline revenue that's actually generated from it is a f- never reaches its goals, right? So that means you're driving the wrong type of people there to begin with. So it doesn't matter how much visibility is, if it doesn't actually equate farther down the funnel into closed one opportunities. So. All right. So if you're running content marketing and you're hitting your goals, but the organization isn't seeing value out of it, you've got the wrong goals. Yep. Now let's talk a little bit about strategy. Great. We've got these goals that go all the way through to revenue We understand how we're going to track our content, how we're going to assign it to leads, how we're going to hand it to salespeople and track if they actually can close. Are we getting the right people? We've got that figured out. How do we figure out if the topics we're covering are relevant to the people that we want to reach? Everything goes back to revenue again. If you're chasing after vanity metrics that are going after large amounts of traffic or volume or or ebook downloads or whatever it is, you have to ask yourself, are the people who are searching for this, the people who actually make the decision to buy my product or service? And not, that's not to say that you shouldn't co-market to both, right? You should. But you're not producing enough content that's actually, you know, if a, if a CFO or a CTO or anyone that's an executive level lands on that piece of content and checks it out, are they going to 
Are they going to read it and think that this person gets me? They understand me. And when they don't, you're also not giving your champions internal to the organization the content they need to actually send it up higher up the chain to get buy-in. You're not giving them the resource they need. You're, it's much more pedestrian, These whether it's the what is this or how to do X, Y, Z. It's more tactical and not providing like strategy and frameworks in your content. So that's, again, it comes out to, you can trace it back down to the pipeline and see like what converts, what's close one look like. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Yeah, to me, there is a lead component here going from MQL to SAL using some sales speak is great. We're getting marketing qualified leads. They're being handed to the sales team. Are they getting through the funnel? Are they actually qualifying those people? I guess the SAL rate of your MQLs, the number of people you're driving to sales and then the number of people that sales is saying, this is somebody I want to talk to. That to me is what dictates whether you have the right strategy or not. If sales is saying these people aren't qualified, either A, your sales team needs to open up their qualifications or B, you're not hitting the mark that they want. And so to me, there's that handshake relationship between marketing and sales. If your content is missing the mark, if you're going too far down market and it's not getting fed up to the decision makers, your sales team's probably going to let you know. Am I right? Yeah, you would expect them to. It's whether or not uh, if marketing can shift. Like, so for example, we've consistently seen that when it comes to looking at attribution or trying to track things through or what type of content we're trying to uh, get someone into being MQL through is that it's just converts poorly. And yeah, you know, salespeople will let you know, but then a lot of times people don't know what to do about it. They're like, okay, we can change up the content, but I wonder if people have ever thought about maybe we need to change not just our content, how we define what an MQL or an SQL is, but how we're capturing them to begin with, how we're actually trying to generate demand instead of everything defaulting to email signups, like download this ebook, give me your email to get this template or whatever. Like fundamentally ask yourself the question, what's the point of content to begin with? It's to get people to consume it, right? So why not just ungate it and give people the opportunity to consume it when they're ready to buy and they're in market and ready to buy, they're going to come to you anyway, especially in B2B. And that's the context which I'm, I'm speaking about here too, because like the buyers, our buyers aren't stupid. They know how to contact us. The goal is to be in that consideration set, right? Whenever they are in market to buy, that you're one of the names that they remember when they even go to ask 
their peers on who they would recommend or who they even consider searching for or comparing. So I guess there's a couple of different components that you're breaking down here is, is your content targeting the right person? Are you evaluating who is the right person? And I think that there's a third component here, which is what's your call to action, which is the decision between should we gate the content? Should we ungate the content? If the goal of your content is to do high-level lead capture so you can add people into this great nurture campaign that you have that always turns into sales accepted leads and revenue, great. Put an email, put a gate, Yeah. right? If you don't have that capability, you don't have the sort of nurture capabilities, maybe just getting the impression, getting somebody on the site, being able to pixel them and remarket to them in other ways is the way you want to skin the cat. Yeah, there are... I think like over time, people have, we've gone down this like capture route because we want attribution so much. We started um, like Chris Walker at Refine Labs too. Like we started adding the, all the form to our fields, a field to our forms asking, how'd you hear about us? Right. And it don't like the attribution data never lines up and what lets us know, like, you know, whether it's a nurture. Game. I did that podcast with Chris Walker and just to paraphrase for people that don't know Chris, a brilliant marketer. And his thesis is all of your marketing attribution is broken because when people actually buy something from you and then you ask them what drove you to make this purchase. It's all of the unattributable marketing channels that actually built enough purchase intent. It's the podcast. It's the white paper. It's the word of mouth stuff. It's the, I met somebody at an event. And then what gets credit is I clicked on a Google ad. And so now the marketers are saying Google drove that conversion and reality, it was just the last click. Right. Or it gets attributed to organic because someone recommended it. You Googled their name. You heard them on a podcast. You Someone mentioned them in Slack. You Googled the brand name, hit their organic listing. They hit a book, a demo or, or you know, book a call. And there you go. Source to organic when it's not. So the third component that you mentioned was basically understanding how to get your team to write content that resonates not only with your buyers, but also accurately describes your products and services. You mentioned before you might be outsourcing to freelancers. Honestly, like my whole team are subcontractors, freelancers, remote contractors that are creating content for MarTech executives, for SEOs, for CROs. They're in the Philippines. They're in Jamaica. They're all around the world. And they create great content for us. So I don't know if I buy that you can't have freelancers or contractors that understand your business and your brand. Talk to me about finding the right resonance between who's working for your company, no matter what their employment status is, and actually getting them to understand who you are and what you do so they can write effectively. Yeah. And to, and to be clear, so it's not the freelancers that I think are the problem most of the time. It has to do with the way you onboard them, the way expectations are set up, the way your operations are run, the amount of time and investment and energy you're willing to put into it to work with them. So you can't expect a freelancer who isn't in your organization to be able to come in and day within a week is already pumping out content that knows how you're uniquely positioned in the market unless they've been a user, you know, an advocate of your tool prior, right? I mean, in which case that could be the case, but that's not usually how you approach it. So it's either a, it's a sourcing problem or it's an onboarding and training problem and expectations. You know, you're not having them set up interviews with SMEs to where they can extract those key insights. You're not providing them with detailed information, the, the same way you would onboard a, an employee, right? Uh, like a sales rep or something like that, right? Like you need to provide them with information. I just see a lot of organizations fail to do that and just expect the freelancer to just be able to come in and just write content. Maybe because they they underestimate the value or how much effort really goes into creating good 
content that can actually convert and convince a buyer. So I'm really happy that we made this distinction. And I'm, I'm glad that we agree on this because in my business, I do media creation. Everyone in my organization is a contractor with the exception of me, right? I'm a one employee company, but we've got 15 people that are helping produce great content, this podcast included. Hopefully we can call this great. The training is the problem, right? The onboarding is the problem. It's not the employment relationships. And honestly, a lot of the times you can still use what people would consider to be freelance labor, places that are less expensive to produce media, to produce content. And you pay less because they live in a place where your dollar goes a little farther and get great value. The people are still educated. They're still yeah, absolutely. You know, great speakers and writers and, and all the talent in the world. Hopefully everybody on my team that's listening to this understands how much I appreciate them. Thank you all. But you can basically take advantage of the economics of geography to find great talent and pay less, which allows you to produce more content. Often big brands are sitting around saying, we need to produce more content. Let's do it on the cheap. Let's go hire 100 people to go produce a million blog posts. And we don't have time to train everybody. That's where content marketing falls down, in my opinion. Yeah, just like with any... I mean, any role you hire, there's a ramp up period, right? And it's like, for some reason, they don't apply this enough whenever hiring to nine nines, you know, or, or freelancers. There's plenty of great fleet freelancers out there, right? I mean, I know a lot of really talented folks who, you know, they don't work full-time jobs anymore. They just went to straight freelancing because it was more lucrative for them, right? Whether that's in the country or around the world. I mean, it's it's not a talent problem. It's a, I think there's to some extent, there's there may be a sourcing problem of not being able to have proper mechanisms in your marketing ops place to be able to identify who's going to be a good fit to begin with and who is worth working with. But I think the most part is really just a lack of infrastructure once you actually decide to hire them and get them to working. You know, at the end of the day, there's three reasons why content teams fall down. Like we said, it's alignment, it's strategy, and then there's the process of finding the right people and onboarding them to get them to understand. And if you can master those three things, make sure that you're aiming the content cannon in the right place that you've got the right fuel fed into it and you got the right operators, you're going to knock down a lot of targets. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Skylar Reeves, the founder and CEO of Ardent Growth. Join us again tomorrow when we're going to publish the second part of this conversation where Skylar and I are going to talk about removing the guesswork from content marketing. If you can't wait till our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Skylar, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is beingskylar, that's B-E-I-N-G underscore S-K-Y-L-E-R, or you could visit his company's website, which is ardentgrowth.com, which is A-R-D-E-N-T-G-R-O-W-T-H.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, 
and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data, 